This is the visible hand. My name is Jordi Blanes Vidal. My guest today is Elena Lucchese, who is a research fellow in economics at the University of Milan Bicocca. Today, we're going to talk about her paper, It Could Be Worse, It Could Be Raining, Ambulance Response Time and Health Outcomes. Elena, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Jordi. Thank you for having me here. So this paper, I mean, as the really title says, it studies the effect of ambulance response time, whether the ambulance arrives more quickly or less quickly, when there is like a heart attack, on whether there is the survival of the patient following the heart attack or whether the health outcomes are better or worse. Why study this question? So the um, like a fundamental question in health economics is try to learn more about the determinants of health in order to support policy, economic policy, and improve the, the efficiency in the health sector. And one of the most important aspects in healthcare is the timing of care. And so I exploit this setup to learn more about the relationship between time and health. So this is uh, from a health perspective. Uh, this is a podcast on the economics of management and organizations. So I, I want to like give the audience a feel as to why this is an important question also from an organizational perspective. And I think the reason is that a, a way to frame this question is in terms of estimating a production function, like the production function of health. If we think that management is a practice of allocating resources uh, to different uses to improve productivity, then healthcare is important. We need to know whether assigning out of resources to minimizing ambulance response times is, is really worth it. Is it the case that a high proportion of the health budget is typically devoted to these ambulance services? Half of hospital admissions takes place from the emergency department and one third of all urgent medical treatments are related to patients that access the emergency department. So this is a crucial node for the health system. The ambulance setting per se absorb a part of the resources that is involved in the entire emergency setting. But then this has an effect on the spending that we observe in the entire healthcare system because the emergency dimensions accounts for most uh, or at least a large part of hospital admissions. So response time is something that seems to be obvious that uh, this is important and this is true in, uh, in theory but not in practice because uh, in practice we do not observe that uh, response time is taken seriously by the people in, in charge. So for instance, just to give an example, in the United States uh, we have uh, health insurance that uh, covers the treatment provided to patients within a given network. And uh, patients are affected by a problem that is called uh, surprise medical billing. And, and this also can uh, become a serious risk factor for bankruptcy. And this arises when uh, a consumer is treated at an uh, in-network facility by an uh, out-of-network professional. And so as of the 1st of January 2022, the US Congress fixed this problem 
and um, surprise medical billing is no longer possible. And this applies to basically all kind of medical care, but not to ground ambulances. And so the, the work of ambulances is something that seems important when we talk about it. But then when we observe the policies that could take this into consideration, uh, ambulances are always disregarded. So for this reason, I thought it is still important to demonstrate and uh, to talk about the importance of the performance in this setting. So a lot of money is devoted to this. We want to know what is the elasticity or link between you know, uh, response time and health outcomes. One thing that you say in the paper is that there is no evidence or at least inconclusive evidence that arriving faster saves more lives, obviously prior to your paper. And I was wondering how could this be? Like clearly if the ambulance takes five days to arrive, then the patient is going to be dead. Uh, in fact, you write at some point in the paper that cardiovascular problems are, are, are a pathology that is, and I'm quoting you, sensitive to timely treatments, which will seem natural, you know, from an intuitive perspective. And also is what the medical literature presumably tells us. What are the studies that are out there? And, and especially I wanted to ask you, why do you think that they have not managed to detect any effects, even while it will seem obvious that there have to be some effects? So previous literature has a problem with the precision of the estimate because uh, it is not easy to find access to data that precisely estimate the moment in which the emergency call started and matched together this information with the moment in which the ambulance arrives on the patient's side. And this is the response time, the time that the patient has to wait before the medical treatment is provided. And most, most papers look at health outcomes that are observed once patients are admitted to the hospital. And this poses a problem of the external validity of results because different treatments are provided to patients other than response time because different medical treatments are given to patients in different regions or countries. So it is difficult to exploit this data to provide evidence that is valid for different countries. Okay, so let me see whether I understood this. Number one, obviously, we don't have access to data sets that measure response time precisely. That will imply that there is like measurement error on the independent variable, so which, you know, will typically tend to bias the SMS towards zero. Number two, if I understood well what you said, is that we could in principle compare different jurisdictions, say different provinces of the same country or different countries in which we believe that on average response times are higher or lower, uh, or we have like at least some summary statistics. But of course, this will be correlated with other unobserved type of treatments that are given uh, in these different jurisdictions. Therefore, it will be a bit of a problem to be able to identify causal effects. So obviously you're going to solve these problems of uh, measurement, if, if you want, by having like a, a data set that is a very micro, that takes place from a single jurisdiction and very precise in that it measures response time quite well. Uh, your data is from the region of Liguria, which is in Italy. Uh, essentially, you're going to have like a sample of heart attacks, 30,000 uh, heart attacks, before we get into the data that you have, could you tell us what happens when there is a heart attack in Liguria in terms of how the emergency services respond? If you want, take the value chain from the moment that there is a call to the moment that the patient arrives to the hospital, hopefully alive. So when there is a 
heart attack, for instance, the call center receive an emergency call, collect information about the health conditions of patients. This information are collected by a trained professionals that asks a predetermined set of questions and um, presumed severity is assessed. In the meanwhile, during the call, the ambulance is dispatched, the closest ambulance to the site of the accident, because the call center observes the location of all ambulances and the ambulance drives to the location of the patients. Once the patient is reached by the ambulance, the personnel of, of, on board, the ambulance always include paramedics and, train, and trained professionals. They observe the health condition of patients before providing medical treatment and the health condition is assessed. The patient is uh, treated on the scene, is treated very quickly, then is uh, transported to the hospital. And uh, for the third time, the health condition of patients is uh, assessed by the paramedics that perform the mission. And uh, response times are automatically recorded by a software that was implemented in the region of Liguria because this region took part to a, an European project aimed at improving the quality of service in the emergency setting. And so Liguria was in charge to providing data about the functioning of this uh, setting. And to do so, they implemented this uh, software. So I was going to ask you later, why is it that you have managed to solve the precision of the response time measurement? But we already know that. You have told us there is like an automatic software system. Just to be, um, to be clear about this, the severity of the patient's condition is measured at three points in time. First, during the call by the nurse, like a, you know, verbally on the basis of the, of the disclosed symptoms and all then by the paramedics when they arrive, and then thirdly, upon arrival to the hospital, right? And you are going to have information on response time, of course, maybe some patient demographics or something, but then these critical, I mean, these three critical measures of the, the patient's condition at the three different uh, points in time. So what is going to be the regression then? Before we get into an instrumental variable strategy or something, what will be the type of effect that you will be interested in estimating? On the right-hand side, you're going to have ambulance response time. Can you tell us how that is defined and what is the left-hand side variable? So the response time is defined as the time that elapsed from the start of the emergency call to the ambulance arrival at the patient's side. And this is one of the innovations in this paper because previous literature didn't have access to this type of information, but they could uh, make use only of information that regarded just the travel time of the ambulance without taking into consideration the time that elapsed from the start of the emergency call to the departure of the ambulance. And this is what we can find on the right-hand side. And on the left-hand side? On the left-hand side, we observe the, the severity of patient condition that could take four degrees of severity from mild kind of severity to high severity condition. And I record this variable as a dummy equal to one for the highest degree of severity and zero otherwise. This is with respect to the health condition when the ambulance arrives on the scene. Then I run also another regression for the outcome observed at the arrival at the hospital. 
And this is a dummy equal to one if the patient is uh, dead before reaching the hospital. So we just mentioned that the urdita set is going to have uh, the patient condition or the severity of the patient condition at three different points in time. Obviously, the first one is not going to uh, be affected by response time because it is being measured before the ambulance is even departing. The second is measured upon arrival of the ambulance. The third one upon arrival uh, to the hospital. Number two and three are the ones that conceivably are affected by response time. So these are the ones that you're going to put as left-hand side in your uh, regression. Exactly. Okay. So imagine that we have that regression. Okay, We run an OLS uh, on this regression. Severity of the condition upon arrival or alternatively, severity of the condition upon arrival to the hospital. Uh, the second one is a dummy, essentially whether the patient is dead or not, uh, on the response time of the ambulance, the way that you uh, defined it earlier. Why will an estimate from this simple OLS regression not give us the causal effect of response time on these health outcomes? When the ambulance is sent to a site of an accident, it takes a risk when it drives very fast, because also the ambulance can be involved in a car accident. And so the ambulance chooses to drive faster only if this is necessary to save the patient. So there is this condition of patients that is observed by the call center. And so it's information that is transmitted to the ambulance driver, but is not observed by the researcher that uh, observes just the data collected that um, affect the speed of the ambulance. And so we have that uh, uh, ambulance assigns faster response time to patients in uh, worse health conditions. And this uh, biases the estimates toward finding a zero effect of response time on uh, health conditions of patients. So for this reason, we need to address this problem with an instrument, for instance. Good. So what is the instrument that you are going to use uh, to estimate this relation? The instrument that I use is a rainfall in the hour and in the municipality in which the mission of the ambulance takes place. And so the idea is that rain low down, slow down the speed of the ambulance and so assigns a longer response time to patients that cannot be affected by ambulance drivers. So in the in the uh, earlier regression that we were uh, describing, uh, the, the, the standard population model where health outcomes are on the left-hand side and response time uh, is in the right-hand side, we could add to those like a location fixed effects, uh, say municipality. Uh, we could add also time fixed effects, say like the exact hour. And now you're saying that we're there controlling for where the patient is calling from and the hour of the particular day in which the heart attack took place. Uh, it happens to be raining in that particular location. It's going to affect how long the ambulance takes because there is going to be what more traffic or maybe uh, the ambulance cannot go fast because it is dangerous or something. And that, however, should be uncorrelated with the severity of the patient and so on. That would be the idea of the instrument. Yes, exactly. This is the mechanism that I have in mind uh, through which rain affects response time and this in turn has an effect on the health conditions of patients. So one initial question that I will have about this instrument is that, that this effect of a rainfall on, on the response time of the ambulance so this effect will seem to me, like a, from an introspection perspective, to be quite heterogeneous. Uh, firstly, 
maybe a little bit of rainfall is not much of a problem, but the relation is if you want like convex uh, in that, you know, moderate or high levels of rainfall make driving really, really dangerous. Or maybe it is the case that if the the road on which the ambulance is traveling is a, is a, is a highway, then maybe rainfall doesn't matter so much, but it is a rural road, then it matters a lot. Or if uh, we are in a big city, then rainfall is going to affect traffic much more because everybody's picking up a taxi. Like, did you think about maybe uh, increasing the power of this estimate by looking at like certain heterogeneity of this effect? I um, investigated this possible relationship and didn't find different effect in my estimate so I couldn't exploit a non-linear effect of rain on, on response time. The other, I mean, this is with respect to like the relevance or the first stage, if you want, the, the power of the first stage. The second, uh, obviously, like leg of the instrument has to do with the exogeneity or the exclusion restriction, if you want. And here, one thing that, that uh, obviously not being a doctor, I find plausible is that maybe heart attacks that occur during certain atmospheric conditions may be associated with different degrees of severity that heart attacks that take place on a sunny day. Like, for instance, we know that when there is a heat wave, out of all people die because they forget to drink enough water or they overheat or something. Something similar in principle could be happening medically with heart attacks. And potentially this would be a, a challenge for you because because that, that would create a correlation between the instrument and the error term in the regression. Yes, right. This uh, uh, was a concern in the medical literature that investigated the relationship between the weather conditions and uh, cardiovascular disease. And uh, because uh, they find uh, a higher intake of cardiovascular disease in uh, winter. And so they thought this might be correlated with weather conditions. But after plotting the data, at the day level, they found a spike in uh, holidays, uh, in particular uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Eve. And so they associated the higher intake of cardiovascular problem in the winter pre- period to overeating and other behaviors that are not good for health. And uh, so they suggest that uh, after controlling for holidays, the effect that is potentially related to weather conditions disappear. So also in my work, I introduce this control. So one uh, typical thing that uh, is done with when you have an instrument and you want to like uh, test uh, statistically that, uh, you know, provide support for its exogeneity from a statistical perspective, the typical things that we do are like balancing tests. Did you run any of these balancing tests to relate the amount of rainfall to other controls in your data set? So I I run a balancing test and I show that uh, variables does not change in the case of uh, rainfall or in the absence of rainfall, but response time. That is what we wanted to see. That is where we want to see the change. So obviously these balancing tests uh, have to be controlling for the location and uh, hour, for for the location and, and time fixed effects, because your argument is of the exogeneity of rainfall, but after controlling for location and time fixed effects, right? Because your argument is not that uh, the instrument is unconditionally uncorrelated, but only conditionally correlated. Yes, exactly. But there are also uh, other aspects to be taken into consideration. 
The first one is that my instrument is the amount of hourly rainfall at uh, a given municipality. So uh, the ex exclusion restriction regards the, refers to the fact that the amount of rainfall does not affect directly cardiovascular condition and not the fact that we observe any type of cardiovascular condition, but the severity of cardiovascular condition. And so it's very unlikely that the amount of rainfall affect the severity of cardiovascular condition. So one thing that in reading the paper I, I found is that, that the, you have the means in your data set to perfectly test uh, this claim because one of the variables that we have discussed uh, that you have in your data set is the severity of the heart attack as first diagnosed by the nurse who picked up the phone, right? Like we know that that variable cannot be affected by response time because it took place before the ambulance arrived. If it is indeed the case that at times in which there is out of rainfall, the severity of the heart attacks is identical, statistically speaking, relative to times in which there is no rainfall, that variable, the severity one that is being measured for the first time, should be uncorrelated with rainfall. When you regress severity one on the amount of rainfall controlling for municipality and location fixed effects, your estimate should be zero. Yes, this is correct. Is that what you find? I I do find this effect and uh, this uh, reassures me that... Uh, a zero effect. Exactly. So what are the uh, baseline findings in terms of the effect of rainfall on response time? That's the first stage. And then the effect of response time on health outcomes, the second stage. I find that the one millimeter of rainfall increases response time by half a minute and that the one minute increase in response time increase the likelihood of severe health conditions at the ambulance survival on the scene by 1.5 percentage point. And that this increase the likelihood that the patient dies before reaching the hospital by 0.7 percentage points. So obviously here, response time in your regression, if I understand it well, is in minutes. The dependent variable is a dummy. So I am, I am puzzled about how to convert this into elasticities because the elasticities are maybe like the most intuitive uh, way of understanding this. The effects, the way that you are describing it, seem enormous, but I'm wondering whether after you convert them to elasticities, they are still enormous. So given that the proportion of patients that present severe, a severe condition is uh, 45%, in the sample and that 4% of people dies before reaching the hospital, the elasticity that uh, I estimate is 0.9 for severe conditions and 5 for mortality. So 0.9 is enormous. 5 is stratospheric, right? <laughs> like, like a, I mean, I, I have never seen an elasticity that is that, is that big. Um, uh, even even 0.9 is, is a really, really big elasticity. In some sense, this suggests that whatever amount of resources are being thrown into the ambulance system, they are worth it. Obviously, depending on whether we value the life of these people enough, which, you know, presumably <laughs> we value them a lot and, they, and, and, and how prevalent heart attacks are, uh, because presumably ambulances are used for other things as well. But these seem like pretty big elasticities to me. Do they seem big to you as well? This is um, in line with the similar results in the literature where they observe um, health conditions that are observed in hospital. 
after other medical treatment are performed on the patients. Um, and the, but the magnitude of the effect is similar, and this is supported also by uh, a finding by Avdic that in uh, his work uh, from 2016, he exploit distance from the hospital to see how the, this effect affect the mortality from heart attack. And uh, he showed that uh, most of mortality of patients takes place before the patients are able to reach the hospital. And so the mortality out of hospital is similar to the mortality observed after 30 days. So one thing that would also be useful to have is heterogeneity analysis uh, with respect to this effect, because if I am the director of a hospital and I'm setting the guidelines for ambulance drivers, I will want to know how much urgency is associated with each call as a function of the characteristics of the call. Uh, we have discussed that there is a, an element of severity that is given by the nurse uh, when picking up the phone. I will presume that if the nurse assign the lowest possible level of severity to the heart attack, then for these attacks, an additional minute uh, may not make a lot of difference. On the other hand, maybe for the highest level of severity, an additional minute makes a lot of difference. Or maybe they are going to die anyway. Maybe it's for the intermediate levels of severity for which an additional minute matters the most. Uh, you know, if you do heterogeneity analysis and this is not the case, then if we believe your estimates, then maybe the guidelines are wrong or, or the results of your paper can help guide the new guidelines such that the nurses are able to fine-tune the level of urgency to what your estimates tell you. Yes, this could be useful to enrich the analysis to provide the, how the effect changes with respect to the characteristics of patients. Uh, I'm not sure if this is something that could be exploited in practice because uh, usually the ambulances are already uh, driving as fast as possible to, to reach the patient. So I think this could, uh, this data, this information could be useful if patients with some specific characteristics are more difficult to be reached by the ambulance for some reasons, maybe because they are not able to communicate correctly during the call. And so the response time for them is even longer because of this. Otherwise, it's difficult for the ambulance to, to fly, to do even better than the possible. That is what they are doing right now when they perceive that the severity condition is, uh, is high. So one thing that, uh, you know, this is a, a bit of, of a detail, but one thing that I was wondering in relation to something that you said earlier is that Previous work had, had only looked at the, the driving time, uh, whereas you have the whole of the response time as part uh, as your uh, independent variable. And uh, that's kind of what we're interested in because this is the elasticity that we want to measure. And I think that probably from like a from a question perspective, you are correct. However, from a, a power of the instrument perspective, I'm wondering whether driving time could be better. And I'm saying this for the following reason. The the, the uh, value of the F statistic that you have uh, in your first stage is around 16. Mm -hmm. So people give like the, you know, the threshold of 10 to say it's strong enough, but the number 10 is completely arbitrary. Mm -hmm. What we want is a number that is as high as possible. And 16 is actually not so far from 10. Okay. So it's not uh, I wouldn't say that it's like a mega strong instrument the way that it is uh, right now. Now, if we think about 
from a conceptual perspective, what should the instrument rainfall be affecting? It should really be affecting the driving time, part of the response time. Because if response time is the reaction of the nurse until the ambulance is allocated plus the driving time, the first part that in principle should be either not related or very weakly related to the amount of rainfall. It should be really the, the driving time that is most strongly related. If you were using driving time as the part of your instrument, I mean, as, as your uh, independent variable of interest, potentially that instrument could be more powerful and, and, and you could have a, you know, like a, a stronger instrument from that perspective. I could check this because I'm not sure right now whether this is the case. It is possible that the uh, instrument would be stronger if I focus on uh, just on driving time, but this is not uh, obvious because uh, there is also another aspect that could be affected by rainfall, that is the, the time that it takes the personnel on ambulance to get ready and if they have to dress more when it rains this takes a longer time for the ambulance to depart before they are ready so it could be that rainfall affect the wait time of patients besides the direct effect on the driving time of the ambulance but this is something i should uh, i should check it would be interesting so at the uh, at the end of the paper you have like a cost benefit uh, analysis to evaluate whether it would be worth for the Liguria region to buy an additional ambulance, how do you make this exercise and what is the main conclusion? So in that uh, part of the paper, I try to... Um, attribute of an economic value to response time and to do so I make use of the value of a statistical life that is uh, uh, something that is uh, adopted in the economic literature when we want to estimate the benefit that results from uh, risk reduction efforts and uh, there are different approaches that can be adopted to attribute a value to life. I adopt a conservative one that tells me that one year of life could be evaluated as four times the income of a person in that year. And so to do so, I take into consideration that given the average age of patients in my data set, that is 70 years old, that is 60 years old, they, they are likely to have an income uh, for retirement. So I look at the median retirement income in, in Liguria and in this way, I am able to assign uh, a value to one minute reduction by taking into consideration that I know how much, how many lives would save one minute reduction in response time. And what is the uh, conclusion that you reach? Is it worth buying additional ambulances? So what I show is that in this way, I'm able to to draw a frontier that show me where are the interventions that are worth it and where are the interventions that could be not worth it. And I show that uh, buying additional ambulances would be efficient, uh, but I also analyze another possible uh, policy that is improving the location of patients because uh, it seems from the data that ambulance drivers face uh, uh, difficulty when they try to locate patients, uh, probably because uh, during the emergency call they are not able to communicate correctly their location. And uh, given that nowadays uh, most of emergency calls are, are performed by using a a smartphone that is basically a computer that knows uh, where we are much better than us. 
we could um, implement a system that uh, leaves the cell phone to communicate directly with the call center, the location, so that patients could be more easily located. And I also show an estimate of what would be this uh, improvement. Wonderful. Thank you, Elena, for coming to the pro program. Thank you, Jordi. My guest today has been Elena Lucchese. My name is Jordi Blanesividad, and this is the Visible Hand podcast. Please visit our website, thevisiblehand.uk, for links to the other papers that we discussed, Introductory Music and Logo by Aitana Blanesiso, episode produced by Anderson Tan.